Good afternoon, Mr. Amer. Everything is going extremely well. Let me put it this way, Mr. Amer. The 9000 series is the most reliable computer ever made. No 9000 computer has ever made a mistake or distorted information. So I am constantly occupied. I am putting myself to the fullest possible use, which is all I think that any conscious entity can ever hope to do. Bishop takes Knight's point. I'm sorry, Frank, I think you missed it. Queen to Bishop three. Bishop takes Queen. Knight takes Bishop. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to No Hope, the podcast. I'm Patrick Bradley, your host, and I am joined by Adam Steele. I'm here, ready to talk about fraud. Yes, this is our much, much anticipated uh, election, post-election uh, wrap-up, post-mortem. Yes. I guess it's not dead <laughs> yet, so it's not a, not a yeah, post-mortem. Right. Um, but yeah, so today is Tuesday, November 10th, 2020, and this is episode 65. So Adam has been diligently researching various different um, claims of fraud in this election. We have some historical uh, context to bring to, to bear on this. Um, but mm-hmm. that's what we wanted to start talking about. Just, um, you know, uh, I don't think we need to do a recap. I mean, I feel like that would just be like boring. I mean, I feel like everybody knows what the current situation is right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, you know, the media has now called the election for Biden, but I don't, I, I think that, you know, the electoral colleges have not like officially, I don't know what they do, send their certified letters. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's really, really. I don't know the specifics of, of the way that they vote. Uh, and th- for the people who are really convinced that the fraud has occurred, they're already saying the electors should just, you know, vote for whoever they want instead of, you know, who the, the government tells them to vote for. So yeah. there are some people out there that are like really convinced and really fired up. Yeah. So. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's get I, into it. Yeah. And I just would like to put out my emotional state on <laughs> before I, uh, if you couldn't tell from his yawn right yeah. there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, I think I've been breathing in a lot of mold in my house lately, so I, I, I don't think that that's necessarily helping. But there is a, a part of me that I think is just the the show is over, you know? Um, and, I mean, man, it's going to be, you know, back to the status quo where you just have, I mean, Biden as a president, and it's so boring. And it, I... It, in my opinion, even more awful than Trump. So he's going to be mm-hmm. boring and awful. So I yeah, don't I don't, I don't know myself yet. It's, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, it's you just you just don't know what's going to happen if he if he lives for long. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, Kamala taking over. Um, you know, because <laughs> and I guess just for one funny thing is the. Um, the craziest thing, and my friend uh, Elise was over, and she showed me this. The four I, I had not seen it on my own. The the Four Seasons landscaping debacle. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's like not even it's not even real life. Like I don't understand how how 
they would go through with that. Like, (laughs) yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's like, maybe, maybe they really intended it. Maybe they really intended to have it there and they didn't occur to them that like people would think that it was a mistake because it sounds like four seasons, but that's what everybody is thinking. Right. What? If somebody clowned them. Yeah. I forget. I pretty it, seemed pretty clear from i think from trump's tweets that he thought it was the four seasons hotel and then okay i mean i can't (sighs) imagine any possible reason and wasn't there also like an adult bookstore in the strip mall too yeah yeah (laughs) which you know that's good but If you, you know, if, if you're the, I'm thinking that one of the worst things about Trump was like his inability to like get organized Mm. and like know what's going on on the job. So this is really like the cherry on top of his four years, his press conference in a parking lot. But, you know, ultimately that stuff doesn't really matter. You know, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's hilarious, but like, it doesn't matter. And that's like, I complain about like, some of the discussions about fraud is that they, they get so off track yeah. to like what matters and what actually doesn't matter. And there's a lot of posturing and not a lot of like, okay, let's look at the data. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, public opinion matters. And I, I mean, at this point we're so far, we're literally at the end of the line. I mean, it, I, in that sense, I don't think that it matters, but <laughs> because uh, everybody's vote is already in and you know, whatnot, mm-hmm. but Oh my lord! I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I I just don't understand how you don't just reschedule it. Like, yep. <laughs> some aide walks up and be like, "Oh my god, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, why are we? This is the wrong place." And anyway, and it, so and as far as I can tell, they didn't say anything there except that they had people who are willing to swear that they saw things going on in the centers, which is like, okay, that's good, but it's not. It's not going to turn the corner on public opinion by itself. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, well, let's get into this this document. Voter fraud in election 2020. And I will have a link to it in the show notes uh, if you want to yes. read along. Uh, so, so this is what I see right now is I see a lot of people who are really fired up and are convinced that fraud has occurred. And then on the other side, I see a lot of bad counter arguments for why it didn't occur. Uh, 60 Minutes did like a whole like show on fraud. And supposedly I didn't get a chance to watch it myself, but it supposedly it was just terrible and like condescending and there were no numbers in it at all. Um, so from my perspective, there are a number of like concrete claims being made. Uh, what the fraud might have, what form it might have taken, uh, where it might have occurred. And we have at least enough data for some of these claims to look at them and say, A, are they plausible? And B, would they matter? Because, you know, and this is another thing that gets conflated is it is important to investigate these things because you want to have confidence in the elections. Uh, At the same time, it is also important to know whether or not that needs to be sorted out right this second. Uh, And it only that second part is only really important if it has a chance to tip the balance of the election. and uh, so that's that's part of like what I focused on here uh, is things that saying whether or not they did and like because I'm never going to be able to establish because no one can tell you that there was no fraud. Obviously, 
the likelihood that there were some hundreds or a few thousands of ballots at a minimum across the country is, you know, it's an almost certainty that there's some going on somewhere. Right. Yes. Did it occur in the places where it will matter? And did it occur in to a greater extent in this election than in previous ones? If the answer to both of those are no, then like there's a lot of like upset about really nothing. Yes. Uh, yeah. I yeah, I, I agree that that sort of was one of my, I guess, pet peeves growing over the last week was just the amount of people dismissing it. You know, out of a hand, just you know, oh, there, there's no fraud, and and again, like these are the the same people that for probably till this to this day will believe that there was fraud in 2016, and it was foisted on the American public by by Russia. Yeah, um, I mean, Democrats in the Senate said Russia hacked our elections. They used that term and they said it over and over yeah. again to the point where. Significant numbers, I think a plurality of Democrats actually thought like voting machines were hacked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, for sure. I mean, you want to talk about, you know, what's the kind of comments that Trump is making that undermines the confidence in our elections? Well, he we had four years of that, right? Non yeah. more or less nonstop leading up to an impeachment where ultimately no evidence of a connection between the two was ever established and no evidence that there was some quantity of, of ads or election interference that actually mattered. Yeah. Yeah. So well, we can do, that's a, all we really, can do a, it's all really dumb. Yeah. 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 And we can do, I think maybe the next episode will be like the full postmortem on the last four years. Sure. Uh, but, but yeah, it, it's, I, you know, I mean, it's just exhausting. I don't, I don't understand how they how this can be pulled off um it yeah i don't know it's just so intellectually i'm not even sure if it's dishonest or it's just plain dumb like it's just thoughtless like they there's just no care to the past like the past is just lost in the memory hole you know yeah. within I mean minutes <laughs> <clears throat> People's cognition is very opportunistic in what they're willing to say. And smart people, too, like they have an infinite ability to split hairs. And they're, they'll tell you why this is totally different mm -hmm. from the Russia hoax stuff. Yeah. Um, we have a, I, I we have a lot of friends that have some very yeah. – that are very intelligent that have some peculiar <laughs> yeah. stances that we – at least we would think. Okay, but uh, so let's let's continue okay. on with this because we got a lot of material here. So okay. uh, first off, like just to continue is this stuff does happen from time to time in very close elections. It can matter. Uh, some good historical examples: uh, Lyndon Johnson, his first or second Senate race. Uh, you can go on Wikipedia and look at this. This is not a conspiracy theory. It's called the Box Thirteen scandal. Uh, the election happened, and then at some point later, a big old box of ballots was delivered. They were all in the same handwriting. They were all with the same ink, and they were in alphabetical order. Uh, so, uh, for the people who are yeah, submitting yeah. them, so <laughs> it's, at this point, it's like, yeah, he cheated, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and apparently, so, and, it was. It looked like enough, you know, by your kind of criteria that you're going to use later. I mean, it, it did look like enough yeah. to move the needle. To yes, yes, it definitely mattered. And that's probably like the main reason that we still like know and hear yeah. about it, because that's what makes it a famous example. Uh, 
And the Supreme and, you Court. Know, it was only some, it was only some it. hundreds of votes, but yeah. we're talking about, you know, Texas in the 60s. So in a close election, you know, it mattered. And then the Supreme Court, I think, said that they wouldn't because it wouldn't rule on it because it was a state election. Yep. So the Supreme Court basically said, this is up to the state of Texas. They have to run their elections how they want. Now, there is an extent to which that would probably not completely fly because there are certain guarantees in the Constitution for, like, democratic processes and uh, uh, democratic forms of government the Constitution guarantees, so or Republican forms of government. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could go to the Supreme Court at different times and probably get different results to that question. So I wouldn't necessarily say that you probably talk to talk to a real expert. Um, and there's, spe- I think it's specifically because it was a Senate race, right? Not like the presidential race or. I, I don't know what bearing that, that had. That's how I read it. So. Uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. I mean, because I, I, you may. Re- yeah. Or to your point, it just changes because obviously in 2000, the Supreme Court weighed in. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. Um, where they, they stopped the, the, the recounts in Florida. So, mm. you know, the, the Supreme Court does whatever it wants. I mean, it's it's not bound really strongly by any precedence. So it has a lot of freedom to do what it wants, and that can change on its ideological makeup. And I think everybody acknowledges this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the second example would be uh, the Nixon-Kennedy presidential race, 1960. Uh, this one's more uh, contentious. Some people you know, believe very strongly that it happened and others are more on the fence. There's no one who said it definitely could not have happened or mattered. Like no one says that. Uh, basically, uh, Nixon Kennedy, 0.2 uh, percent in the national popular vote. So extremely close. Uh, Nixon would have needed to have won Illinois, which he lost by like 9000 votes in Texas, about 46 K. So the theory is that in Chicago, you had uh, uh, Mayor Daley, the sort of famous Chicago mayor, his big machine there, uh, manufactured votes to get Kennedy the win in Illinois. And then in Texas, uh, who was uh, Kennedy's running mate, his vice president? Lyndon Johnson mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> took care of things in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there are some historians who have looked into it and said, you know, they don't they don't think that it mattered, but. There's a lot of people who say otherwise, so I'm not really in a position to come down strong on one side or the other, but there definitely was some level of of fraud at that time. It just was probably a fact, and Mm -hmm. in a close race, maybe it mattered. Um, Notably, Nixon uh, stopped pushing for large-scale recounts and big court fights. He said, our country cannot afford the agony of a constitutional crisis, um, which is really interesting considering how bad of a rap he gets. yeah, that, yeah. That I, he backed down. I heard somebody recently talking about Nixon and saying that um, they actually. I think of, I may have mentioned this in the past podcast, but that it was doing all the the Hunter Biden uh, laptop stuff, and mm-hmm. they were talking about how you know, man, you you get that one, you know, that one black mark. And it'll destroy everything else you ever did. And, you know, you're saying without Watergate, <laughs> right. Nixon probably would have been pretty fondly remembered as, as a president. You know, um, he, he won in he won in landslides. He uh, got the country out of Vietnam and he normalized relations with China. Those are pretty, uh, pretty big feathers in his cap. Yeah. And then he recorded himself uh, in the mm-hmm. Watergate. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I mean, even in that, it's almost kind of like, ah, oh, man. I mean, he's still kind of a good guy. He even phone tapped himself to. Not so good. No. So busted. And, anyway. Uh, yeah. And then there's the election, 2000 election thing, which still is argued about to this day. Uh, this thing is kind of the reason why I think it's so funny when people say like, oh, our elections will never be be fair again. It'll always be tainted. It's like, yeah. this is exactly what everyone said after 2000. I was, you know, an undergraduate then. I remembered how acrimonious it was, how everybody was convinced the election was stolen and it went on and on for years. And now it seems like people have kind of forgotten about it. If they remember it, they just kind of like, yeah, that wasn't fair. And then move yeah. on to whatever's new. Yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I watched a little an old History Channel documentary on this um, the other day just to, okay. to kind of get the vibe of of what you know what was what was happening back then. But yeah, it was interesting, and I mean, my <clears throat> so that lasted that basically extended the election before an actual decision before Bush was officially declared thirty six days, I think. Yeah. And it I, was well into December. Yeah, and and I think it they actually were only doing a a manual recount in four counties in Florida. Yes, and I, I remember that that those that was uh, those thing. two facts gave yeah. me like made me sick to my stomach because I was like, oh my lord, like what are they going to do? You know, if you <laughs> what's this going to be like? I mean, are they? But. I don't. I mean, they're recounting in Georgia, but I don't think it's the same thing. I, I don't think it's like okay. a manual recount. Uh, Georgia, I, I think it's somewhat of like an automatic thing that occurs. Um, I see. With that, that's sort of baked in here. Um, I mean, they're doing runoffs for the for the Senate, but they. I yep. guess they won't do that for president. They'll just um, do a recount, and and I guess that's it. Um, I see. Uh, but. Yeah, I, I've just kind of had my, at this point, things were like really wide open. Like, I didn't know. I mean, I don't think, I'm not even sure if Georgia had flipped blue yet. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Georgia. It's like, we have more states in question right now than they had, than counties. So it's just, yes. I wondered what would happen if this rolled on past a, inauguration day. Like, <laughs> this is going to get weird. I don't I don't know what would happen in that case, but I mean it's almost in some sense it's really fortunate that it's not close. And I said this before the election is that like my worst fear would be that cuz like to some extent what we saw was exactly what was expected. Mm -hmm. Trump was up on election night. This was a thing that was anticipated even if you believe the polls that strongly favored Biden. Right. And right. then more of the absentee mail-in ballots would come in and he would uh, subsequently gain the lead. Yes. Uh, so, like, to, to some extent, that's not that surprising. Uh, who knows how close it was going to be, though? So so that's – I'm going to give some to some differentials for a few states and keep them in mind when we go down, like, the list of things that could have happened. Mm -hmm. Wisconsin, 21,000. Georgia, 15,000. Arizona, 14. Nevada, 36,000. Pennsylvania, 48,000. So Florida, 2000, came down to like 500 votes or something. So right. by those standards, this is these are fairly sizable differentials. And that really limits like the number of things that can matter. So in a close election, everything matters. You could talk about who went to what state on what day. Was it raining that day? Rain like can depress turnout. Eh, you know, 
what was the how, how was the ballot like organized on each day? If you remember Florida 2000, it was like these butterfly ballots. It was oh, people were confused because the the names were above and one was pointing in from the right and the other was pointing in from the left and the hanging chads. That's like yeah. the thing that pokes the vote out was like, oh, if it was hanging by a little bit, does it still count? Like when it's really close, those things matter. Uh, so we don't have to worry about those things here at mm-hmm. least. Um, okay. So uh, let's move into the actual uh ideas here. This is this first one is not something that really people are talking about at all, but I find to be like the most plausible of things that actually could have happened. And that's like just a general bias in the processing of the mail-in ballots. So we have way more mail-in ballots, depends on the state, but between like 4x to like 9 or 10x of what we got in 2016 of mail-in ballots. That means a lot more people handling the ballots and having to make some kind of judgment call. Does the signature match? You know, was the circle filled in completely? Uh, Was it in the proper envelope? These kinds of things. And you have a lot of people who are just human individuals making the calls on these things. And if you've seen anything like uh, on the social media, let's say the last few months, you can have a process that is theoretically objective but it can be uh, sub, uh, subjectively applied uh, depending on the viewpoint of the person making the judgment, right? Mm. So this isn't really fraud. It's just kind of like, well, you know, this signature doesn't really match. And then the guy's eye sees that it's a, that it's a Trump photo. And he says, oh, you know what? I'm going to throw it out. He might not yeah. even realize he's doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And if there's some imbalance, uh, basically this only matters if, there is uh, kind of uh, an imbalance in the the votes uh, coming in. Uh, I mean, not if there's that. It can only, it matters if the people doing that counting have a bias themselves. Like if there are just as many pro-Trump as pro-Biden people doing that uh, selection process, looking at the signatures and stuff, then it doesn't matter. But if we assume, and I think it's fair to assume that probably more of the election workers are uh, left-leaning than right-leaning, then this is a thing that can matter. Um, so I looked at two states, um, uh, Michigan and Georgia, just almost chosen randomly. Georgia is, of course, the closest state right now. Um, if we assume that votes were rejected at a 1% rate, which is a historical number uh, for previous years, um, in, the absence of, of, uh, in the absence of bias, let's say it's 1%. But so let's assume that they're biased against Trump. And let's say they're 50 percent more likely to toss a Trump vote than a Biden vote. So that would be a 0.6 percent chance for a Trump vote, a 0.4 percent for Biden. Um, You could plug any numbers you want in here and see how it goes. But even with the number of mail-in ballots that we have now, with those numbers, you only get – so you take some off of Biden, some off of Trump. You only get like five – a differential after this process of about 5,000 votes in Georgia. Uh, where you still need something like 15,000. So, uh, and then if you assume that, the, and that's assuming that the mail-in votes come in equally for Trump and Biden. If they come in more for Biden, then the differential is smaller, not larger. Because even if they're biased against Trump voters, there are just fewer ballots to look at. Um, and of course, it's always possible for someone listening to say like, oh, they're, they're biased against Trump three to one. It's like, okay, go ahead, plug in the numbers. You're going to see that even in the closest state we have this time, it's really hard to make up the differential this way. Um, 
But at the same time, what's nice about this is they keep all of those ballots. So if this winds up being true, I imagine at some point you would hear about some differential uh, in the number of toss for one versus the other. Hmm. So that's kind of the first the first theory. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I had, I had read through um, your work there, and it does seem. Um, I mean, I guess I guess you could say. I, I mean, I don't see why a Democrat would be more biased than a Republican. I just think maybe the you could say there maybe it was just more Democrats in yep. these swing states. That's that would be you know doing it, but you know, agree. Yes. This doesn't seem to to move the the needle there too much. No. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I assume that, and that's like the basis for like why this is interesting. It's like, you just have to kind of assume if you assume that there are more people, they do act. It is a fact. I don't know about for the people who process all of these, but it is a fact that especially in some of the counties that are near big cities, like Wayne County in Michigan, where Detroit is, Mm -hmm. it is hard to find poll workers from Republican parties, Republican party. That's something that we'll talk about in the next number, which is poll challenger interference. Um, so when they're doing the ballot counting, equal numbers of the two major parties are supposed to be there and allowed to observe. And these are the poll challengers. So if the person allocates, uh, comes a mail-in ballot and says, oh, this is okay, put it in the okay pile, the people who are there are allowed to like talk about it or challenge it. Um, so, and this is one of the things where there are some sworn affidavits, people saying that, uh, there was intimidation of uh, poll challengers in some places and or they weren't allowed inside the building. It's not totally clear at this point, though, whether or not there's any muddying of the waters here, because I know that there were additional people from the Trump campaign that showed up at some of these facilities as well, who may not have been like the official watchers who tried to get inside. Mm-hmm. And so it isn't totally clear to me whether or not the people who were not let in were the people that were supposed to be there, absolutely no questions asked, or extra folks who were, you know, wanted to see what was going on. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, yeah, I, I had the same thought about that. I mean, it's like you see the videos and them covering up the windows and mm-hmm. it's it definitely, you know, doesn't look great, uh, mm-hmm. but it's just you you just don't, i i don't know i just don't know what's going on in the videos you know uh right. i would assume all of those people outside aren't poll watchers so yeah. um I, yeah and you I can't have yeah you can't have cameras like on all of the ballots because people are entitled to like the secrecy of their ballot yeah so you can't just you can't you know the ideal solution here is well put it on twitch you know just live stream mm-hmm. each person checking the ballots out you know uh, but if you want a secret ballot, you can't really do it that way. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, but, but again, uh, like what is the fraud here? Certainly it would be grossly inappropriate for them to refuse access to people from the, uh, who poll watchers who were, had a legit right to be there, but what would actually be going on? Are we talking about them just taking ballots and throwing them in the trash or it's like an extension of like the bias above, Um, If it's an extension of what we said earlier, then eventually you should be able – this should be like really visible in the data because this isn't an opportunity to make up ballots. This would be Um, a good – yeah, this is a good entry into uh, a question that I've had. Yeah. What – how is a vote validated? 
How is a ballot considered to be when in this situation of counting? Yeah, what I know gets something that, rejected. I know that it's supposed to come back in a, the particular envelope that you're supposed to send it back in. That's number one. Mm. I know that the signature is checked to see that it matches the voter registration record, and this is one that's kind of weird to me, and is like a real opportunity to throw out a lot of ballots. Um, it's also another, uh, I would call it a conspiracy theory going around because what you hear is there have been a number of people saying, uh, we can help you fix your ballot. And then people say like, look, they're helping people fix their ballots. Well, there is a thing. So if they reject your mail-in ballot, you have the opportunity to cure your ballot. That's what it's mm. called. Where you say, no, I did send it in. That really is my signature. Don't toss my ballot. That's called yeah. curing your ballot. And so- uh, that I know those are two reasons why it could be tossed. I don't know. It probably could, if I'm going to make a guess, if you put two, if you select more than one option, uh, they probably can throw right, it out. Right. Cause I mean, I just, I just filled mine in with a pen. And if I just marked like, I want everybody to be president, yeah. like what is the person supposed to do? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so is there a way to stop having more than one ballot submitted? I mean, are they able to verify that in any kind of way? I, the, so the state mails you your ballot, and it works differently state to state. Uh, in, in Maryland, they sent you a letter where you could say you wanted a mail-in ballot this year. And this year in many states, some states, they just mailed people a mail-in ballot automatically. Yeah. Uh, but it is the state doing that. So it would be plausible, of course, but insane if they mailed more than one to the same person. Um, yes. The theory more often than that is they mail out ballots to people who have moved away or died and that somebody else gets a hold of those and mails them in. And what stops you from mailing in a ballot and then coming in in person? I mean, how would they not double count? I I am very the, dubious of their ability to stop people from voting twice, I guess. It's, uh, I, don't, I don't have like any kind of facts. It's just like literally just like the theoretical, like what's the theoretical it, framework it, it, that they have in place? It is illegal to do that. Okay. So <laughs> um, <you would> get- <laughs> in, some, in, some, in some states, if you admit that's what you're doing, you are allowed to, ma- to vote on election day and have your mail-in discarded. So they have some way of figuring. I, I I'm just yes. wondering, like, what is what is this voter, uh, the person that's going, that's checking the ballot? It will never. Like, do they have it a will computer? Never work. They're typing in your like social security number and saying like, oh, they said that they voted in person. So, just that. I mean, for for mine, they each polling. You have to go to a specific polling place to vote, mm-hmm. and they have the list of people who are registered. And this is their polling place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah so, that's how it was for me. so they check. They do check you off when you go there of their list. Mm-hmm. And if you're not on their list, you can also count uh, cast what's called a provisional ballot. If you assert that you're registered and you're not on their list, you can still vote. But they segregate those and don't count them until later. But what what I'm saying is, in the case where I mail a ballot in yeah. and then I say, yeah. "Hey, I actually want to come in and yeah. vote." How how are they like? What technology do they have to catch that? Well, I know I know you can look to see if you've received your mail-in ballot. So they are keeping track of whose mail-in ballots they get. No, I'm saying day I know up, what you're, after I know. the election, it's mailed in. Oh. Two days later, the vote counters 
now get my duplicate ballot that should be thrown out. How do they actually know that? I mean, I'm sure well, mine had a bar, mine had mine had a barcode on it. Okay, so maybe there's so. some computer system at work here. I, my fear is yeah. it's like there's no real computers working. I don't know. Uh, I, I would be very surprised if you if just a single person voting twice in this day and age could happen. It's not impossible. Okay, but I. That there was a barcode on my ballot, so they're using that for something. Hopefully, it's yeah. to say yes, Adam Steele voted. Okay, he all voted right, for all Joe right. Jorgensen. Throw his ballot in the garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. The, I saw some link to check. You know the status of your vote, and mine was not there. But I, I may maybe I typed something in wrong. I don't know. But okay. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully it was kept. They probably switched me. That's okay. Next time you vote, next time you vote twice to make up for yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then I get locked up for that. I'm sure they switched me to Biden. I bet. You know, <laughs> that's my anyway. So that yeah, I I've been kind of wondering like what exactly is going on it, that they don't want people to be looking and so probably so to I guess I guess and maybe I'm kind of just like coming around to to the way you're thinking about this. So much more likely is votes being thrown out. That's yes. the way easy fraud is to throw votes out. To yes. add a bunch of un, not real votes uh, might. There's a lot of difficult. ways you can, there's a lot of ways you can do that though, and I'll get into those okay. when we get to like the big fraud summary at the end because those are very hard for me to have any numbers around. But I'll say like the way it would work in principle. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a third one that's been floating around was uh, the claim is that, and I think that there's some support for this, is that there was a historical rate of rejection of about 1% for mail-in ballots. Um, but a much smaller fraction of that in a number of different states were rejected this time. Uh, I don't have a good reason that could be. I could make some guesses, things like... Uh, they're what, really busy like, and, are, and, are checking, and are checking them very closely. <laughs> yeah. What what percentage is it normally? Uh, what point, it? Uh, what, it's normally about 1%. Uh, and they there was some stat given in this site, which I thought was kind of shady. It said up to 3% for first-time voters. I don't know what that means. Uh, but I know that for this time, so far, the claim is that 0.03% were rejected. Um now, I will say that this, the source for this is a little bit shady, but I'm not going to dismiss it out of hand. I'm going to take it at face value okay. and do the calculation. Yeah. And there's there's a link to that in, in the PDF, too. It's just the yeah. news.com. So yes. hopefully they uh, are abiding by their name. <laughs> uh, so... And I had their link to the, they were supposed to have like a supporting document with the data and it's just broken. So it's like, okay, guys. But I've heard more than just them claiming this. It's just that nobody actually looks into it besides me. Um, so for the closest state of Georgia, um, I'm assuming the they had the same fraction of mail-in as the average for the rest of the country, which is actually 44% this election, very high. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be uh, 2.1% million mail-in ballots. Um, and so like, let's say, uh, let's assume that those mail-ins are two to one Biden to Trump, which I know that there's a, a balance toward Biden and it varies state to state, of course, but let's say two to one and that, uh, these are reject should have been rejected at a 1% rate, but instead were rejected at a 0% rate. Let's just say, uh, then if you just run the numbers, you only get 
that making a difference of four, four point something thousand votes differential. It would reduce the differential between Trump and Biden by four and a half thousand votes. So it's not enough to matter. Hmm. Um, you could ramp it up to like three to one to Biden and also ramp up that rejection rate above the one percent. But like these are the numbers they're providing uh, as saying like, oh, here is the thing that they should have happened. Yeah. Um, I wonder if and notably this it's like this both this one and the one I discussed earlier can't both occur like you can't have that sort of if you have reject no one you just reject no one except people who like say tried to vote twice yeah then you don't have to worry about that bias earlier frankly if I was in the Trump camp I would say what I want this election is something like that because I assume the poll watchers are going to be biased against me Mm -hmm. in a way that's not really very detectable yeah yeah I uh as far as the, I, I'm trying to think of just like plausible reasons for this lower percentage. I wonder if possibly to some extent it's that a lot more sort of, you know, normal people are mailing in, whereas normally people that are mailing in might be, you know, very old or like yeah. the percentage of people that are, are likely to just mess up their ballot is higher possibly, mm-hmm. whereas now it's like you got a bunch of, you know, 20, 30, 40 year old people filling these out okay. who are like way less likely to mess up this this ballot. Right. I don't know. Just an idea. That, that's one that's one idea that would be confirmed if the rate of rejection was only a factor lower than the number of additional mail-in ballots. So if you had 10 times more mail-in ballots this time, that would reduce the one percent and you assume that all of the new people did it perfectly, that would still only reduce the 1% to 0.1%, not to like 0.03%. Right, right. True, true, uh, true. So, so, yeah. so, so, you know. It's odd. I My best guess is that the people doing this are under pressure to just rip these things through the system as fast as possible, and they're just rubber stamping everything that comes in. Yeah, yeah, they could be. There's now a, it doesn't like you still have to look to make sure they only voted for one person because I'm still suspicious. There's nothing of you that. can do about that. Yeah, I'm still suspicious of that. But okay. <laughs> no, no, I meant I meant just not voting for both Trump and Biden because oh, oh. there's no way to process. Like they have to at least look at it. But I'd be willing to bet that there may be a little bit less like looking at the signature this time. Yeah. Um, and of course, like the reason this matters is because one of the big fraud hypotheses that we'll discuss later is that it's like a ton of these mail-ins are just completely fraudulent. Um, they're p- people who are just like never registered or like fake registered. So that's why, so when you, we come to that later, keep in mind, that's why people care about this. What I'm saying is that the numbers aren't enough to matter. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, but, yeah. but they might be if a huge fraction of those are fraudulent, but that's like a much steeper hill to climb because a person is a person. They're not making up people, really. You know, you still got to have someone who's on a voter roll who has, like, a social security number or something. Um, yeah. Even if they wouldn't normally have voted and you're cajoling them to vote or, like, helping them fill out their ballot, let's say. You know, there's still a person there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, another uh, big uh, hypothesis that's been floating around, and I just saw this uh, big post today by uh, Dan Bongino, who's like this huge uh, guy on the like online right. He usually has like huge engagement with his Facebook posts. Sometimes like in a given week, he'll have multiple of his posts in like the top 10 most like shared, reshared. 
So he's kind of a big deal. He ran for, I think it was a Senate seat in uh, Maryland uh, like eight years ago or something. But now he pretty much does like videos and stuff like that online. Um, they posted an article saying, uh, supporting this thing that I had heard a few days earlier, which is that for a ton of the ballots, uh, only Biden was filled in and nothing else besides that. And that this was very suspicious and a, 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 a fingerprint of some kind of fraud. Mm -hmm. So, so that's the theory. I don't understand really why that makes sense. Uh, because if you were going to make up huge numbers of ballots, why wouldn't you fill in Biden and at least like the, the guy running for the house or the Senate? Like just pure speed, man. Cause they were doing it at like three <laughs> o'clock in the morning trying to make yeah. up the, the distance. There's this like, look, yeah. we only got time for this one bubble you can fill out. And that is for Biden. Right. Uh, so that's like odd this, though. It is, it is it, odd. So, well, it didn't, ha the thing is though, that it, it didn't happen. So, <laughs> so I looked into this for two, two specific places, the Virginia uh, first district and the state of Georgia. Um, the, and so the claim is that there was a large number of these. And what I can tell you that for Virginia District 1, uh, there is no missing down ballot votes. Uh, the Biden-Trump differential is like exactly matched by the uh, uh, Congress person uh, differential. So like votes that were less in Biden and more for Trump there uh, appear on uh, the uh, congressional election there. So there's no missing down ballot votes. There's just a, a couple people who look like they didn't want to vote for Trump, but did want to vote for this the House Republican, which for Virginia is not really surprising to me because I would say among Republicans, this is probably where you have the most anti-Trump sentiment right around D.C. area. Uh, I want to make sure I'm following this because I'm, I'm just looking at what you have here. So you have Biden got 211,000 uh, votes in this, and then only 185,000 for the Democrat. Uh, right. So that's negative 26,000 right. differential. Um, and so if you look at the Trump, 232,000, and then Whitman, the Republican, is 259,000. So that's plus 27. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. That that person, all these Republicans that voted, that there was like a 26 or 27,000 of them that actually voted for Biden. And then, yes. That, or, or some percentage of that. Yes. Yep. Okay. So, so, so like that holds together. It's like, it's actually impossible for those particular set of votes for someone to have voted for Biden and left it blank below. Cause otherwise there would be just fewer total votes if you sum yeah, the yeah, Congress. I thought the idea was that this peculiarity you only really saw, though, in the battleground states. And Virginia would not be a battleground state. Yeah, I, I had this data, so I did this first, like on a granular level. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a good we'll, one. We'll take, that was definitely a, a, a like a theory out there. Was that yes? Exactly. Well, is it, so now we'll look at now we'll look at the Georgia one. Um, so people, well, let me put it this way: people were claiming it specifically for like this area as well. Like it was, I wasn't, didn't pick this completely at random. People were making this claim like for Virginia and it just wasn't true. Um, so, okay. So, but let's just skip down and look at Georgia. So in Georgia, 
doing the same calculation, what you see is that the uh, Democrat uh, running for Senate got 100,000 fewer votes than, than Biden did. And their Republican uh, got minus, minus 2,000 as well. So less as well, but not nearly as much. Uh, the Libertarian <laughs> got a lot more votes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> this is a funny thing yeah. happening here. But the point is that let's just let me make this simple first. Then we can talk about the Libertarian aspect of it. The point is that if you sum up the total votes cast in the presidential race and the total votes cast in the Senate race, uh, there is 50,000 missing. Mm. Uh, so yes, uh, there are some people, at least 50, uh, no, at most 50,000 who voted in the presidential, but not in the Senate race. Uh, but that doesn't mean they didn't vote for anything down ballot. Uh, they, if they voted for anything else, any other state representatives, uh, local stuff, uh, ballot initiatives, that reduces this number, which is like People, there were ballots for just Biden and no one else. Uh, but you do have 50,000 uh, as a ceiling on that, which is significant because if you look at the Bongino article, he claims like at least 80 to 90,000 is what they say. It's a physical impossibility. So the point I'd like to drive home is like, even if every single one of these, like you can think that there's like a way around, there's a narrative being pushed here by the people who are doing this. And that narrative is oftentimes playing, you could say fast and loose with the data, but I would call it just like defrauding the people who are their readers. You, you, you cannot claim that there was 80 to 90,000 votes with just Biden and left blank with the data that we have. It's just false. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still 50,000 though, right? I mean, it's not. You, I, 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 I mean, it I, doesn't. I, but it, okay, but this is a okay. So I will. Yes, it's still fifty thousand, but this is a known thing. So if you look at any of like the paperwork, they'll hand people. So people who go out around and try to get people to register, they give them like information packets, right? Like who to vote for. Mm -hmm. Almost always, uh, those things have. Uh, they tell the people. Uh, vote your whole ballot or vote the whole ticket. Because especially for first-time voters, it is very common for them only to fill out the people that they know. Yeah. That is like a known thing. Now, whether or not it happened in greater quantities in this election than in a previous one, I'd have to dig a little bit deeper to look at that. Uh, but by itself, you should definitely not think that uh, unless it was like substantially larger than this, that there's something definitely going wrong here. And you certainly shouldn't take any claims made by people claiming fraud at face value because they have shown that they're willing to give, put fake data in front of people. So what you hear in this podcast, you can trust is the point. Yeah. So uh, I would say I am, uh, I am, I, I am, not convinced that you have proved to just debunked this. No, I wouldn't uh, say that either. There's a lot. I think that you that we would need to look a little bit into historical, <clears throat> you know, Georgia and then the other swing states as well. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, that's what weird. I put in my conclusion that there's no strong evidence here, but it's there's, maybe worth looking into more. Easily the weirdest thing, though, is the Libertarian Senate yes. candidate getting a, a plus 52,000 bump over Joe Jorgensen. I mean, yes, 
She I, is not popular. Like, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, you would literally need to be deceased if you lived in Georgia this year and you don't know who Ossoff and Purdue are. The, <laughs> the media campaign for John Ossoff has been unlike any. I have never had anything advertised to me more than John Ossoff this these mm-hmm. last two months there's I, i've never seen anything like it it's been absolutely yeah. outrageous uh yeah. i will say that the that hazel may have we may have to do maybe when you start to do your next section i'll 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 run the numbers real quick but yeah. possibly hazel getting these extra votes may have caused the runoff yes so i i wonder without no, so- the 50 Without the fifty, so it or, is because because yeah. fifty two thousand is so one percent of the vote total is forty thousand uh, fifty thousand votes. So it's half a percent to have the runoff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, well, I think it's one full percent. I think what? Well, so, no, hold on. I think you maybe there's two things, but I, I believe that one candidate needs to have over fifty percent of the vote. I believe it only matters. It depends on what you assume about those libertarian voters, whether they would have voted for no one or who they would have voted for. If you toss them 100% in Purdue, then there's no runoff. Right. Uh, but I don't think I don't think that's correct. Okay, 50, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, those 50,000. I mean, yeah, 114. Yeah, I mean, 114,000. If you put the 114,000, uh, you have to decide how you're going to distribute it between Purdue and Ossoff and Epstein. Uh, I would say, say there's Epstein? a good. Ch- I would say uh, Epstein's <laughs> not getting any votes this election. <laughs> they killed. Hey, him oh, sorry. What did I, what did I say? You uh, said Epstein. Oops. Hazel. Uh, so Ossoff, Purdue, and Hazel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that I would say it's fair to say that the people who voted probably for <laughs> Joe Jorgensen probably would have abstained. Uh, I said abstain, not Epstein. Oh, That's oh, what you mean. abstain. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I'd say 62K uh, of probably Hazel's 114K probably abstain, and the rest you can distribute as you like. So it might be yeah. close to a runoff or not. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I, I mean, I, I, and then I had no idea who Hazel was. You know, I mean, I just voted libertarian. <laughs> I never, yeah. I had no idea. Not, not a single other libertarian did I, was I aware of. Um, but uh, yeah, you wonder, you know, there's like a Libertarian Party of Georgia Facebook page. It's like, how are you not like spamming us with the candidates? That's like, crazy. It's like, at least get up. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Somehow they did an unbelievable job with Hazel, but <laughs> I, I wonder what possible reason. Hazel next next year, 2024, Hazel for president. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to Google this. I see what this person looks like. Hazel, this is Senate, right, Georgia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shane Hazel. Mm-hmm. He's proud to be the spoiler in the Georgia Senate race. That's what good. He's a shaved head, bearded, cis white male. So <laughs> basically a Nazi. Basically a Nazi, of course. <laughs> well, that's how he got so many votes in Georgia, right? Right, Pat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like, wow, he's got a, kind of a large head. Uh, <laughs> he's a large head? Yeah. 
If you're elected, what does your first day in office look like? Per Article 6, Section 3 of the Constitution, I am sworn in by oath to uphold the Constitution. Then I collect co-sponsors from all parties in the wars and bring our troops home immediately. There you go. <laughs> Bam. Bam. Good luck. Perfect. Buddy. Good luck. All right. Hey. Don't make fun of Hazel. No. Hazel did a great job. Un- yeah. Hazel's fighting for us. Um, more votes than Jorgensen. All right. Uh, so back, okay. back to the program. Okay. So uh, you got the uh, software, software glitch. glitches. This has been a, this has been in more than one state uh, here and there. I think there was another one in Wisconsin that might actually matter more than this, but this is the one I had when I was doing this. The idea is that some of the machines were – had bugs or, you know, were tampered with, misused, um, such that, you know, Biden was given votes for people and people didn't even vote for him. It just was like the machine was misused and he got votes he wasn't entitled to. Um, This is the one that came up first and people were talking about a lot. Um, It's basically, though, just uh, someone, there was some human error in entering the numbers um, and they're supposed to transfer this tally from one machine to another or some some garbage. The point to me is that in this case, you know, the ballot people came to the campaign and said, oh, we, you know, we found this glitch and we fixed it. And then it got blown up. So if your assumption is that there is this large group of people looking to steal the election and will stop at nothing to do it, this should give you some degree of comfort because no one would have known about this if the election workers didn't come forward with it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like a whistleblower. So, you know, I, my, my, you know, my just absolute disdain for, you know, all the left-wing media, which I guess Gizmodo is part of as well. Yeah. yeah. They're like a small fry in, in the, um, I, a friend of mine was the, um, I don't know. What do you call the, like the main editor at Gizmodo? Friend of mine from from Georgia moved up to New York. Okay. She was uh I, I don't know what other maybe not. I, I don't know, maybe they have multiple people this title, but she was uh she was doing pretty good there. I don't think she's there anymore, but um, But the ca- the campaign isn't even ca- claiming anything different than what Gizmodo was reporting. Yeah. I just I just like the way they're saying it, it, it was not. No, it's not. No, there isn't a software glitch. But then mm-hmm. It says, however, since Antrim County dragged its feet on the software update, its version yeah. miscalculated and combined these totals. So yep. that sounds like a sounds like a glitch. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like so the, yeah, there's but definitely I agree. some color it's there. Like but you the, the, got the facts it. are yeah. here. Right, right. Like you yes, I, I agree. It's like, well, but they they literally fixed it themselves and then right. said it. So, you know, um seems like not the greatest uh, attempt at fraud since, you know, no. or maybe somebody did it, you know, attempted fraud and somebody else saw it. Like maybe it wasn't as honest a mistake, but it did get corrected. And I guess, I guess in that sense, you could imagine like, well, this one got caught, but maybe some other people, you know, got it in. Um, yeah, maybe. But then you have to assume that because there's plenty of polling places where it's predominantly Trump or he wouldn't be winning in a lot of these states. Yeah, but they're God-fearing so, I mean, also, people and they're honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this is this is the this is the whole problem is that if you start with the assumption that our side would never do anything like this and theirs tries every single time it can to commit voter fraud, 
then it's very easy to believe. It's more easy to believe these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I did hear some other stories. Like there's definitely a degree of incompetence here. I heard about another state where the voting machines got an update pushed to them the night before the election. And then like crashed for several hours on election day. It's like the idea that someone's pushing updates to machines the day before an election is yeah. absolutely bonkers. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. obviously no, no auditing of the software if you're pushing it the night before. Yeah, it's very bad. Very, very bad. Um, um, I, yeah, I can't. I mean, and, what's, and it's not like you're dealing with some extremely dynamic product. I know. It's like, it's doing the same thing it's always done, man. It's just touch screen yeah. with a calculator and a little database behind it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like what is changing last minute? That's get a monitor, get SQL light, load up some software, you're done. Unbelievable. So uh yeah. Anyway, so it's like it's not like this is supposed to show that uh it's impossible for machines to be tampered with. Of course it's possible. What I'm saying when I present this is if you only listen to the campaign's telling of this particular event, you would think that they were robbed and that they fought back and they uncovered some kind of fraud against them. Yeah. Yeah. So both, both, both sides are, are, you know, putting their spin on it, but at the end yeah. of the day, it, it seems not, um, too nefarious but the the so here and here's the point that i want to make like as i finish as i finish this out is that your your willingness to believe any particular instance of fraud so someone comes to you they say i heard about this thing that happened and it was fraud your willingness to believe that is based on the evidence that they present and also like your base likelihood that any given claim is correct right this is like normal Bayesian uh, statistical reasoning, okay? If I tell, if I, if I just threw a hundred different accusations of fraud at you and the person like debunked half of them, it doesn't mean you should view the other half of them as much as you had before you saw the other ones debunked. You should be more skeptical of them after you hear that because it's clear that the base rate here on whether or not these things are true is low. Because there is a there is a willingness to to sort of sex these claims up, you know, make them seem more flashy than they are, inflate the numbers. Um, so it's not because that's the point is that like it's not just one side is on the side of angels and is playing it completely straight, and the other side, you know, is is making false accusations. No, it's like you got one side here desperate to show that there was a degree of fraud and they will throw anything at the wall and see what it sticks. And I'm out there every single day seeing these tweets, every single theory, thousands and thousands of retweets. Not one person reads the numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're all just going based on their gut of how like likely it sounds. mm -hmm. Um, So, so anyway, we got, we got one more Example, and then we can talk about like the sort of big picture here. Yeah. Um, if you heard of, if you've been following this at all, you may have heard about uh, Project Veritas. Uh, had this guy on tape who said that he heard he's a he's a uh, postal worker in Erie, Pennsylvania, and he said that he heard his coworkers backdating ballots. 
like taking ballots yeah. that either didn't have a postmark or had one after I the election. His boss telling him, yeah. telling them to do it or something. Oh, like and he that. told them to. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Something like that. And so, so that was it. He was on a hidden camera at first. And then later in the week, he came forward and said that he saw what he saw. Now it's really complicated, though, because Washington Post is reporting that he is recanted. But at the same time, like just before we started this podcast, now Veritas is saying, and he is claiming himself that that isn't true, even though he like signed something for like the postmaster inspector. So this postmaster inspector general came and questioned him and he signed something that said that it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So now he, he said it happened and then he was interrogated and he claimed he was intimidated, certainly not that hard to believe, and that he right. signed something yes. after being questioned without a lawyer uh, that he says is not true now. So it's anybody's guess whether or not this is true, but right. I put it out there as something that's neither like confirmed nor denied, uh, but you should maintain a healthy degree of skepticism. Yeah. Uh, so in this case, he, he got a hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollar GoFundMe too. Oh, so it's like the dude's got to be able to be able to stand up to some degree of pressure because he's going to be able to find a job somewhere else, and he's got a sweet ass cushion yeah. to you know <laughs> fall back on now. So um, yeah, I, I mean, I think the the issue with this is well, one, it's great, like it's an actual you know account, somebody attempting yeah. to go on the record, but. With no evidence, just hearsay. Yes. Right. And then. Well, but and it's I, totally and possible they could find out, though. Like, I don't know if they keep the envelopes, but if they were like mm. backdating or doing yeah, uh, fake postmarks, I'll bet you that's a thing the FBI and the Postmaster General, Inspector General's office could f- figure out. Yeah. Yeah. So and and I like you. I mean, I don't. I I take him recanting his statement with a with a grain of salt. I mean, what you know? He obviously was threatened with something. I mean, I guess they just maybe maybe on the up and up. You could just say, hey, they just said, look, you're you know, if this isn't true, you know, you're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> like yeah. uh, and and oh, I heard I heard they they have a hidden. This is what's extra crazy about this. Veritas had some kind of hidden microphone in the questioning session, or this guy recorded it himself, which is probably very illegal because Pennsylvania is a two-party consent state. But uh, uh, I I think this guy's probably going to jail for that. But, like, forget about that for now. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oh, boy. I think that you can hear the agent questioning him and he is, co- he's not coming down on him ridiculously hard. Like he's not saying like, you will go to jail and I'm going to find out this is a fraud. But he's like, Oh, I'm, I am trying to stress you out a little bit because sometimes when you're stressed out, your brain can come to the right conclusions. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a guy who's, it, it's, it's typical like police questioning thing. Like I'm going to put the pressure on someone and see if they change their story. So I don't take it as either like proof positive one way or yeah, the other. It's tough. But the guy was definitely questioned. But like, what do you think is going to happen? You come I, forward with this story. Obviously, someone has to look into it. And if you think they're just going to take your story at face value and not give you like put the hot heat lamp over your head like in the old movies. Yeah, like, right, right. Yeah. Then if, if if that happened and he was unprepared for it, then Veritas didn't do its job. They should have said to this poor guy, Listen, they're going to come after you. They're going to question you. Maybe there's some people who don't want this to be true. Expect to be questioned really hard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. I actually just uh, I I just saw that uh or an article mm-hmm. about him recanting or whatever um 
yeah. you know, somewhere right just right before the yeah, you know, we started. Um, but he's already recanted his recanting, so you know, it's back yeah. in square one. Right, and um, and actually, you know, I saw it was a friend of mine shared it as if. Uh, it was just, oh yeah. So this guy just he made it up and he admitted it, and then that's what I know how my Democrat friend interpreted this was just like, oh yeah, see, uh, what a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you know, you're dumb too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's motivated reasoning. Uh, so you you know, you, it's just the funny thing is that like you say what you will about Veritas, like, and they have put it some stuff out there that's very questionable, but like. It's not like the Washington Post article was really great at like informing you of the totality of the circumstances here uh, either. So ugh, we're not in a good position when it comes to like getting the facts. Yeah. So what what are the big frauds? The big frauds. So maybe the election machines are all like rigged system systematically. Uh Maybe there is a huge number of utterly fake ballots being sent in or like fake in terms of like they're for people like who were registered without their knowledge and then had ballots sent in without their knowledge. Mm. Um, this third one is something that definitely happens on a small scale. It's helping elderly voters fill out their ballots. So like there are people Veritas, who, another project Veritas thing was, was about. All oh, it, yes. Right. They did do something on yeah. that. That's right. In, uh, Elon like, Omar's, uh, district. That's right. I think. And so this is something that definitely happens every election. The question is like, some of these don't scale very well. Like rigged election machines scales. Great. You don't have to do that much work. You get a ton of votes and, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But like, you to send people out to help elderly voters. There's a ton of people in that chain that can talk, that can people can find out what's going on, and it's hard to get thousands upon thousands. Now, maybe in some of these states that are really close, like Georgia, yeah, maybe you could get a few thousand votes and tip the scales there. So it's not something you could rule out, but it's also something probably that happens every election. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, so you know, it would be interesting to for someone to figure out whether or not it happened more here. That's a harder investigation. Maybe we'll, maybe some more will come out about stuff like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I mean, I will say this, an- another thing too, is if you have, um, you know, sort of a multi-pronged attack, then you don't have to, you know, you can sort of add up the That's different right. things, except for ones that are like competing, like the, you know, the bias versus the, um, I forget what the other one was, would have been counter. Rejecting the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not rejecting votes that yeah. are mail-in, yeah. Yeah, so um, you have to sort of pick one of those, and then maybe you can add the helping of the elder, elderly um, or whatever. But, yeah, let's... Uh, so, you know, that's, you know, I only took like a quick stab at, at one of these, which is the idea that, well, there's a huge number of these mail-in votes that are just like completely fake. This is really hard to like get any clarity on, but at least I ran the numbers for 2016 versus 2012. The, the idea behind the data that I'm presenting here is even if uh, the mail-in votes were like hugely more this time, I don't have any particular reason a priori to think that the ratio of mail-in Republican versus Democrat votes would necessarily be different. Yes, I know that Trump was out there specifically telling people to like go in person and not do mail-in, 
but I don't know how many people actually listen to that. And, you know, that's really just a matter of judgment. But if you, but if you did have this assumption that the ratio of mail-in Republican versus Democrats would be the same, it definitely is not. Uh, so if you look at 2016, the mail-in Republican versus mail-in Democrats, the, the ratio between those two is one. Uh, and in 2020, it's 0.5. So, you know. Almost twice as many mail-in yes. Democrats. This is Georgia, just Georgia. Just, just Georgia. Yeah. I, I had a question. I'm not sure if this is a, a typo from misreading this, but you have in-person Republican went from 863 to 588, and then in-person Democrats went from 753 to 1404. Oh, that's a ty- that's a yeah. typo there somewhere. Was, do you remember what that's? I think it's 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 got to be fifteen. It's probably going to be fifteen eighty eight. No, it's, that it's would higher go than that. Up. Yeah, I th- I uh, would assume in person went down if it went from eight. Like I, you know, even Republican in person probably well went more down people well more people voted this election. So I mean, yeah. just do do fourteen oh four times one point two four, and that's the number. Okay, I have it on my computer upstairs. Wow, that many more voted. Yeah. Uh, any, yeah. Yeah. So I agree. And, um, as far as like the non-conspiratorial, like for instance, right. If we go back to 2016, people were like, Oh, well, Hillary run the popular vote. And, and my kind of response to that was like, well, you know, but that's not how the score is kept. The score is kept by the electoral yes. college. And so, you know, yes. Trump won. Like, he would have ran a different campaign. You can't just say that, That's right. oh, he shouldn't have. He would have just, uh, he could have attacked it a lot different, and maybe he would have then focused on the popular vote. Um, yeah, no Republicans year, going to California is the point. <laughs> the, the way the system is set up now. It's just completely pointless, regardless of how many people are there. Now, uh, I, you know, it is interesting that you show this Georgia that it was basically, you know, even even slightly more Republicans did a mail in. Um, And I mean, it wasn't, you know, I mean, Trump only won by like 5% or something in 2016. So it's not, you know, it's not like some crazy, heavily Democrat uh, or Republican state. I I mean, it's a very could be you can't do this comparison at face value because it's like you said, the people who do mail in normally are probably like maybe elderly, maybe disabled, maybe they're out of state. That's possibly a very different mix from the people who do it in this election. So I wouldn't claim anything too strong here, Um, but it is different. And if it was this if it was the same, maybe you could take something away from that. When it's different, all you can say is it's different. That's interesting. Someone would need to look into it more. Um, so what I'd say to wrap this up is that you've got numerous claims here, some of which are, are incorrect or are dealing in incorrect data, and, and the rest of which are probably not impactful on the results. Um, you got to remember, too, Trump needs to win like Pennsylvania and one or two other states in addition to that in order to turn this around. So whatever is going on, it would have to be a fraud of a pretty big scale because just turning around Georgia isn't going to make a bit of difference. And that's the closest state by a lot. 
the next the next closest state well i guess arizona is is 14 as well so that's pretty mm-hmm. close but if you've got arizona which is 14 and georgia which is 15 that's still not enough you have to get like also wisconsin that might be enough at tw- and that's a 21,000 vote differential isn't it? And then you start getting up into above thirty. I do yeah. think it's kind of funny, um, and with that Fox News, uh, and and Fox News of like all the the news stations called Arizona immediately when it turns out to actually be the closest state in the whole no. election. So weird. Yeah, that was a mistake. It yeah. seems like. They, uh, yeah, they're. But, they, I mean, they even brought their their decision people on, like on camera, mm-hmm. to like basically defend this they were like uh cnn isn't called this like why and they, they stood mm-hmm. by i mean they turned out to you know be right but woo it got it got real close <laughs> it got close I mean, it ultimately it doesn't change anything that's why i don't understand people who are like really angry about that the votes are in what does it matter if fox news calls the state or not right, it doesn't affect right. anything they're not in a fi- they're not officials in any stretch and it doesn't affect the way people are voting because voting is done uh, so, and the other thing is like, I, I still feel like the strongest piece of circumstantial evidence against any of these like big fraud scenarios is the fact that the Senate Republicans did much better than expected, as did the House Republicans. They picked up a number of seats. Yeah. And that is just not consistent with a widespread, well-organized fraud uh, to put Democrats in office. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes to that. Why are people only voting Biden? I mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know what it does. I mean, it, I, I guess it, it leaves me just somewhat perplexed, you know, like I, I don't I just don't get it. I, I don't because I I don't have, um you know, in front of me, but I did look over some of the swing states and it's not that people are not voting for Trump and then voting, you know, the Republican ticket either. You know, it's like mo- most of the ones I looked at were like pretty close, just like a baffling behavior, you know, like. I- well, let, let's let me let me run a quick number for you. So you remember earlier when I said that that article said that historically, like up to three percent of uh, first-time voters, like have their ballots rejected. Well, maybe those people are just like don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So let's look at Biden's vote total in Georgia. Uh, By the so, way, the number the, they're claiming three to one Democrat mail-in val- uh, ballots to um, Republican in Pennsylvania. Yes, in so Pennsylvania, that's what it is. Yeah, right. Even more. So, so like if, so if they were should have been rejected at like this three percent rate, or like let's say that three percent of people don't know what they're doing, they're just like, I'm just filling in Biden. I don't understand anything else about what's going on here. Well, that's seventy four thousand votes right there, which is more than the numbers missing. So, if you ask me, what the most likely explanation for these things are, it's this election had historic turnout. It also had a ton of first-time voters, and the first time they were voting is by mail. And they just checked off for Biden because that's what the person told them to do, and they mailed it in. Yeah. In a few places, like like Georgia. 
but not in other places. So, you know, why it happened in some places and others, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's part of one of these theories that's going on. So yeah. maybe, maybe, you know, you could, you could look at that, but again, that's like, I feel like you're going to have at some point the opportunity to look at whether or not that's the case. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, where I think where I'm at right now is, you know, yeah, the you know, like everything you went through and and all the stuff I've seen, it's just it's a lot of noise out there. But, um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying where there's smoke, there's not fire, and I, you know, and I don't think that's what you're saying. I mean, you just you haven't seen the fire. At some point, yeah. <laughs> we must see the the fire and um i still point to the jumps in the middle of the night as the weirdest thing i have yet to hear a legitimate explanation for them that has really satisfied me um mm -hmm. i you know the fact that it happened in multiple states and actually you know i i was looking and i i can share this it's kind of a fun <laughs> I can send this to you too if you want to look. I, don't laugh sure. at like what this looks like. This is just like some dude's blog, um, Bert Rutan. Um, but he shows that in Michigan. So in Michigan, you can clearly, you can much more clearly see that there is no real. I mean, I guess there's. Well, he actually shows the counts before and after. Although I feel like if you zoom in really far on the picture, you can kind of you can see like a, a little nub, little nibbler of a, a, a little tiny bump in the Trump votes. Uh, now he has screenshots he claims of the you know of the vote counts. So what? So just make sure people understand what Pat's talking about is these curves that show time on the x-axis and number of votes on the y and you see this curve that sort of slopes up and then over sort of and then there are these discontinuities uh yeah. where like a, num a large number of votes are entered into the tallies at once yeah and you really don't you know it just it just happens in these two places i heard claim that this happened in uh pennsylvania but mm -hmm. I haven't seen it yet. So I never saw he. So this, I'll, I'll I'll give this link too. I mean, I I can't like really speak. There to are the some of those that are just like mistakes. Like at one point, one of the states put like a data file that was ingested by like Decision Desk HQ, which was just yes. wrong. It had like an extra zero. It had an extra zero in it. So but for I, a while, people were claiming that claiming about that, mm -hmm. and then it just went. It just was undone later. So so that's right, and that. Uh, like if you can make that claim, but to have it happen twice and in the middle of the night in both states that were the two, like of the three at this point, Pennsylvania was yeah. really the one on nobody was, we weren't really focusing much on Georgia at the time. I mean, these were the two and then Pennsylvania, but Pennsylvania just like went to bed, stopped counting. And then all of a sudden you wake up and it's like these big, you know, seeming discontinuities you know i'm not but what he well, shares I, I have seen plots that show discontinuities and i've seen them where some people obscure the fact that at the same time the biden went up the trump went up not as much but more but i mean the baseline that you'd be going against here is something like three to one for the states where biden went three to one so like what's the relative size of those discontinuities for the red line versus the blue line is it substantially more than three to one? If not, then there's no story there. It's just a lot of votes coming in at once. I mean, they literally, I mean, in, in Wisconsin, it literally puts them ahead. He goes from, you know, 
pretty well behind to and and like well, if you have a lot of votes ahead. and they come in at three to one, then that can put you ahead. <laughs> oh right, right, right. I mean, Michigan is clearly like a hundred percent. It's it's infinite mm-hmm. to zero. You know, like according to you know the vote. Like this guy has the numbers here too. He I'm going to take like, a you. You know, you've got to be careful about where you're getting these numbers. Right, 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 right. No, I I know. Like, I, I, is, there's a, there's literally fake data out there. That's what I'm, and that's part of what I want people to take away from this. You cannot trust people who are on, like, the fraud definitely happened bandwagon. You have to take it only from people who are, have, like, a healthy degree of skepticism going in because people are making up data. Right. Legit just I making it, it up. I get it. I get it. I get it. So yeah. I have not seen anybody debunk these graphs. I have not seen anybody claim these gra- graphs are not real. And if you tell me I've got to zoom in to, like, you know, well, let, a let million me see, Let X, me see them all. Yeah, then, I'll take a I'll take a look at them. I'll look at the raw data. Now, um, if they are, and I just haven't seen it, then fine. I mean, right? That's like the easy yeah. explanation is like, oh, these aren't even real. Like somebody just drew them. But I've seen them all over the place, and I have just I just haven't seen the the you know. And I'm not whatever. I don't know. Like maybe somebody counted literally a hundred thousand, but and they just were stacking them in stacks. Of like, here are all the Biden ones. Here are all the Trump. I don't. I don't know. They sorted them. Like, who knows? And then at some point, one stack I put in a bag, and they brought it to. I don't know how this works. Like, I'm not saying there is like absolutely no way to account for that. Um, you know, I will look at whatever data is out there. So send me yeah. the ones that you think have not been debunked yet, and I'll take a look at them. The same as I have it for everything else. Yeah. Um, I probably have to wait till next time and we can do an addendum to the <laughs> Yeah, nah. I I don't do this stuff fast. I do it carefully. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um Okay. Well, yeah. So yeah just, just just send it to me and I'll take a look at it. I did. Um, I sent it to you. I also sent okay. it to you. This was like the first thing I sent to you. You just didn't look at it. What are you talking about? Where did you send it? Uh, I don't know, Twitter or something. I don't have anything. We exchange a lot uh, <laughs> on this, but on, uh, there's a we were we were going back and forth a lot. But we were talking about yeah about we we actually even discussed this, the Michigan versus Wisconsin yeah. discontinuities apparent. Yeah. Let's say alleged alleged discontinuities. Um, and I yeah I don't know. I mean like like I said, I mean I kind of like got to the point where. <sighs> I I pretty quickly like once once uh, I saw Georgia and Pennsylvania. I mean, it just like I felt like the probability of this thing turning around, no matter how if there was fraud or how egregious it was, it just seems you know it just does not really seem plausible, and that really killed a lot of my interest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just too much, you know. Like you said, I mean. The Florida 2001, you're talking about less than a thousand votes. And yeah. the whole entire election hinged on that. This is, even if, let's say, you know, let's say you're like, hey, I, I actually can't debunk this Michigan one. And we even go so far as to say, like, it, it, it actually should have flipped the state back to Trump. Like, I'm pretty sure it's still not enough. Like, no. <laughs> we still got to go to another one. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, I guess, like, once you, what, if that occurred and we felt that strongly about it, then, uh, you know, we'd probably dig in a lot harder. But I just don't really see it. 
you know, it's a high hurt. It's a very high hurdle he would need to clear at this point. It's a lot of votes. I mean, this is why the this is why the theories as days have worn on have trended to like the more extreme. Yeah, it's like. At first, it was just like, oh, you know, this or this or that machine. We saw some poll workers. Now you've got people literally claiming that significant fractions, like tens of percent of ballots cast for not just this election, but for past elections for like a decade are all made up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, as, I'm glad we as talked about doing, that. And- the theories have gotten more and more extreme. Yeah. I'm so. glad I, I am glad we talked about that because I I had kind of like tried to walk through like okay like how are you how theoretically are you faking ballots and I and it um just not totally sure I yeah. mean it seems like the end at the end just like getting into the computer and entering wrong numbers is probably the easiest I I don't know how how well they're Certainly, you could make software that you know uh, had like some sort of checksum style thing that when you know compared the total numbers to the like another table of all the individual tallies to make sure like the sum of this table equals these fu- the final numbers. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It it does. Uh, yeah, it seems like something happening there uh, might be. I mean, who knows, man? Who knows how any of this, uh, you know, the, this voter uh, technology, in quotes, is is produced or audited? You know, like you said, the the late the, the last minute update. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. That stuff uh, is not. The stuff is not good. <laughs> yeah, I think you know. Takeaway, big takeaway from the libertarian is what an absolute shit show. Why would you want these people running your health care? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the, uh, like, wh- whatever it is, it's it's not good, you know? No. Whether it's completely on the up and up, it's still just like an, that's horrible. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up here. I'm sorry that, yeah. you know, we weren't able to, you know, verify Bust it wide open. Yeah. Um, I mean, at this point, the only thing you have is me sending Adam a blog post from some guy <laughs> about a, dis- some discontinuities. Um, and yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, I'm going to have to buy this steak dinner, I think. But I am will not concede until... I'm not. I don't just do it because mainstream media says Biden won. I I'll I wait until the electoral college certifies, and then I'll pay for these these <laughs> damn liberals' steak dinner. They'll, yeah, yeah. They'll probably want to go well, to like some soy steak place. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> no, they're they're actually meat eaters. No, I know they're, they're members <laughs> of the alt left. I think. Yeah. The new the rise of the alt left. Oh, did you hear um what's his name? Richard Spencer voted for Biden? Do you know who that I is? I did not hear that. White, I, yeah. I I have heard of him, unfortunately. Uh I, I don't I don't care who he voted the, for. Yeah, the the article's infuriating. At some point he said, I'm a libertarian when I wanna be. 
<laughs> and uh, he he cited Trump's incompetence, and then he said uh, he voted for some, I guess, some like gun rights thing, like a Second Amendment like pro thing, and he voted against some like marijuana thing. So that's when he made the comment he was uh, uh, he was libertarian when he when he felt like it or something. Okay, that's but yeah, that's not a th- that's not a thing. <laughs> so maybe that's a thing though. Maybe Biden actually pulled in the white nationalist vote and that's what nobody's talking about. Well, we'll Could see. Could be. Yeah. But uh anyway, so yeah, maybe next time we'll do a postmortem if this thing is done. Uh we can mm-hmm. follow up on some of this, but who knows in an, you know, an entire week, I mean, anything could happen. Um, or we can, yes, we can talk unfortunately, about, that is true. you know, what we think the future of Biden or, you know, we could break off and start to, to do our own thing topic wise. And I don't know, we can talk about aliens. We never, we haven't talked about that. I haven't talked about that. I'll have to think about it. Yeah. We'll see. It could be anything. Stay tuned. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, talk to you later. Bye bye. <laughs>